friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-host Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we've got a prompt from longtime listener Gluax with a prompt that sounds like this. Every planet in our solar system has been colonized. In addition, we drained all the resources in it. However, we don't have the technology to branch out of our solar system, i.e. no new resources can be made, only what's made is available. Only what's already made is available, rather. Anyway, as per usual, I'm vague and just want to see what you guys do with the setting. And of course, you guys know how to do it. Gluax, thank you so much for your continued support. We love and respect you and this prompt. It is vague, obviously, but I've, I've actually got an interesting tenet to start us out with. But before we do, I do have to welcome our newest patron, Last Man on Earth, who just became our patron. Thank you so much. We love and appreciate your support. Uh, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, and you can click on the button to submit a prompt, just like Blue Axe did. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are over at Let's World Build. If you want to come join our Discord, a link for that is in the description. And if you want to join Last Man on Earth and become an incredibly kind and generous person by giving us money, you can go do so by going to our Patreon with a link for that also in the description. Now, enough of the preamble. I wanted to go first, which is something I don't normally do, uh, because my tenet is kind of, uh, it's a little bit heavier than normal. Because my first tenet to start us off with is the solar system is actually designed to house the worst criminals in the known galaxy. The lack of resources is deliberate, ensuring that these criminals cannot escape. Interesting. Prison solar system. Is this our solar system? Because it seems to be says ours. Yeah, I thought it was. They ours. say ours, and I'm willing to like concede that, but also... <laughs> They've left it vague enough where really I thought that I could take some liberties and I fucking did. So are you saying that kind of going against the um, the part of we don't have the technology to branch out of the solar system like we like uh, the rest of humanity already did and kind of like left this one on its own? Well, the we in this case are the people within the solar system. That's kind of how I'm interpreting it. Uh, so there are entities from outside of the solar system that have capabilities to travel and everything like that. And they've just taken the worst vile scum and put them in this solar system so they don't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. And it's humans, I'm assuming. I, I am leaving that open to y'all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm up for any kind of interpretation here. I, I've already bent the rules a little bit, and mm. uh, I'm, I'm willing to see what y'all think. Um, I mean, I vote humans only. Humans only, okay. Yeah, but that's just my inclination, and kind of basing it on the uh, the limitations of the prompt too. Mm -hmm. But that's what mm -hmm. I have in mind anyway. See, I, I'm I'm cool with like going really gonzo with it, and like this is. <laughs> This is the first and only time I will advocate for more for, for trans speciesism here where mm. it's like we can have more than just humans. But if, if Daniel wants only humans, I'm cool with only humans. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm I was interested in only humans only because the prompt seems to want mm. to restrict things to the solar system. So yeah. even if there are even if humanity is somehow beyond the solar system, but it's like 
abandon these people here, then at least it's like they're not part of the narrative. So then we can like only keep it to humans in that way. Yeah. And they obviously if there were other aliens, that would suggest there is technology to escape the solar system. They just don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm implying. Mm-hmm. My like the 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 idea that I'm playing with is the technology exists, but the people in this particular solar system do not have access to it. Mm-hmm. It is a prison. The, this solar system is a prison. It's deliberately designed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd vote. I'd I'd vote for only humans um, because it would cool add less complexity um, to have to juggle like in this Australia yeah. solar system. <laughs> okay, or I guess like we could have we could kind of allow for non-humans further out, but they obviously wouldn't come to this like shitty prison solar system. So our our solar system wouldn't have any interaction with them if they do exist. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's even more bleak too if aliens aren't involved at all. Like I'm thinking, mm-hmm. again, I talked about the movie High Life, which, okay, I'm always late to these films. Like there's <laughs> no mention of other life. It's yeah. just humans. And that's pretty horrifying unto itself to be trapped in a little ship and that's it. Imagine being trapped in a whole solar system and it's just, that's, that's the extent of your existence. And you know that humanity has left you behind. Yeah. Yeah. Have either of you read the comic series, Bitch Planet? No. I've heard okay. of it though. Nope. Uh, it is essentially where subversive women are all put on a singular planet uh, and basically left there. And I was thinking a little bit of Bitch Planet as I was considering this like kind of this twist to the prompt that we have here mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, yeah, just take the worst people, toss them on like a series of planets and stuff like that. And that's basically what we're dealing with. And we can make it as political or not political as we see fit. Um, mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I don't see guards as a necessary thing uh, here because they're just kind of left to their own devices to be as violent, as terrible as they want to be. Um, and you know, that's, that's up to y'all. I feel like I've really thrown in a fucking monkey wrench, like, like from the (laughs) voices that I'm hearing from the two of you, you're like, you motherfucker. Like, this is like (laughs) fucking my whole tenants up. Am I, am I correct in this or am I only slightly? You didn't fuck my tenants up. It's more, I just want to make sure that we are honoring Gulax's, uh, request. Yeah, exactly. I I think that, okay, listen here, motherfuckers. If we want (laughs) to go back and listen to when y'all were like, I want to add giant lightning jellyfish to fucking the the very scientifically based like battle trains episode. Like, I want to make sure that you're like, I, I was on the flip side of that. And it's like, why can't we bend it a little bit? Like there's, he, they, they said they were leaving it intentionally vague and I'm taking advantage of that entirely. No, I mean, if, as long as it's the solar system, I don't think it yeah. violates the premise. Yeah. yeah. As long as we just stick to our solar system mm-hmm. all right yeah that's fine i'm cool and and realistically like how many rumors and how many jokes have there been where it's like alien life exists they just don't want to hang out with humans because we're terrible mm-hmm. you know like that's <laughs> i feel like that's a, a fairly consistent joke throughout the ufologist mm-hmm. you know kind of space but anyway mm. So so let's let's start us off somewhere else. Uh, Daniel or Courtney, who wants to give us their tenant and kind of you know help us ground things here a little bit? My idea, since we're going with this this concept that all of the resources have been drained, to like take that mm-hmm. to a a really high level and say that technology at some point was developed to pull the gases from 
the atmospheres of Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus. So the gas giants are no longer gas giants. They're oh, just cool. like floating cores of what were once gas giants. Uh, so they're it's like totally changed the the landscape of the solar system. That's really interesting. Uh, and you're you're making me realize that I really need to go back and play Outer Wilds again. Yeah, same. I, I need to finish that one up. I spent more than 10 minutes in that game. <laughs> I think that's roughly the same amount of time that I put into it, Daniel. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no, no, that's not right. I put like an hour into it, but I, I do need to put more time into it because it's a fantastic game. It's just that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oftentimes when I'm playing video games, it's kind of like a fairly mindless thing, like when I edit or something like that. And that game deserves more of my attention. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I love that concept. I love this this idea that like the the gas planets have been like completely stripped. Mm-hmm. They've been broken down. That's really dope. I really like that. Uh, well, it, it makes sense because um, it, part of the reason why there's no resources is because this isn't really even a uh, functioning society in the sense mm-hmm. that we understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they've had to put one together across the solar system, but mm-hmm. these prisoners have to like use what's available because eventually it must be, that means it must mean also that this civilization is really old, like as a prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. To, to use all of the resources across a solar system, we're talking like massive industrialization, mm-hmm. like on a scale mm-hmm. that's never been conceived of before. Alternatively, yeah. it could just be something like, uh, you know, colonialist or imperialist forces came into this solar system rapidly stripped it of all of the resources and then started using it as a prison that's also possible but yeah that's kind of what i was thinking like um you know when when humanity was developing they obviously were going around the solar system and that's when kind of all the resources were soaked up to allow them to get out of the solar system Mm -hmm. um and then once it was fully depleted they're like "Eh, i guess we can just leave all of our shitty people here and venture off it sounds like maybe there was some kind of, um, I mean, I don't know if it's a religious thing, but some kind of purging of undesirables before uh, they left the solar system. And so mm-hmm. perhaps if they've, like you're saying, they strip mined it in the effort to develop faster than light technology, they left behind these people without that technology and the planets are thus stripped. Because it, that, would mm-hmm. be, that would be more, more sensible, I think. Because mm-hmm. if you have the ability to strip mine a gas giant, uh, then you ha- you might have enough energy to at least get to the next closest star yeah. or solar system. Maybe not yeah. faster than light technology, but yeah. you have something. You know, that's true. Mm-hmm. That that could be why they they did that with the gas giants. They were taking all of the hydrogen mm-hmm. and helium and all that, and um, using that to propel themselves out. This is really coming together so far. I'm really excited to hear Daniel's tenant. <laughs> what you got for us? Um, I think this fits into the concept that perhaps they um. It actually explains it better that they were using what avail energy was available in the solar system to get out of it, and then it's a kind of a one-time thing. I was I wanted to say that the sun itself. Um, now, now, let me just back a little bit. Normally, our sun is a like a medium class kind of star. It's it's a mm-hmm. standard average star that most of the galaxy is made of. And when our sun dies, it will become a red giant, but it won't collapse into a black hole. It will become um, a white dwarf in the end. So, but what I wanted to say is at the center of the solar system, there's a black hole. And oh. so what mm. I'm thinking what happened is in strip mining everything, they also strip mine the sun itself. Yeah. And mm. they, 
in order, in order to make a, a star collapse into a black hole, you have to give it more mass. So something catastrophic must have happened that made it implode even further beyond a white dwarf and turned it into mm. a black hole. So not only do they not have any resources, but they literally don't have a star anymore. <laughs> I mean, they have a black hole, and so the planets are rotating around it, but yeah. there's no normal star there. Are they just circling the drain, so to speak? Yes, literally, <laughs> which is great with your prison analogy. With it being right? Prison. That's so yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what's funny, Daniel, is that I almost went that direction as well because I'm like, uh-huh. if, I, if I'm trying to strip all the resources, that means that I've blur- like I've burnt out the sun as well. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That I'm I'm glad that we both kind of had similar ideas here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there are ways to use the energy of a black hole theoretically, so I'm assuming they must be doing that because now you just that's all you have to work with. <laughs> so mm. yeah, what can you do with it hypothetically? Um, I mean, okay, so I mean, I read about this years ago, but there has there's something to do with being on the edge of the event horizon. Um, and mm. um, I, don't, I think the term is like virtual particles, but I don't think you get like free energy from that. But there's there's mm. something you can do on the edge of a black hole that potentially will get you some kind of energy. So let's just let's hand wave that. <laughs> I just don't remember what the specific thing is. So, so is there, how is there illumination within this system or is there, is it like each planet has to have like false lighting or something like that? Or like, especially if we're dealing with just, uh, like humans, right? So Mm. does that mean that there's no plant life either? I guess there could be sort of artificial lighting that could support plant life potentially. Mm. I'm guessing too, that the humans who left was possibly still functioning bits of technology that are superior yeah. to what they can create. So it's possible, for example, maybe they have some machines that harness like um, like uh, like dark energy or harness mm-hmm. um, you know uh, technology that, that that's no longer able to be replicated. You know that gives them illumination. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to say it's really going to fuck up my next tenant if I for can't have matter. plant life. Yeah. <laughs> Because my my next tenet uh, oh, actually, is... I have one thing oh, to oh, what? What'd add you got? on to Daniel's black hole thing is um, doesn't the event horizon distort time? Like, I wonder if we could bring that in as well. Yeah, if, if you close it down, if you go across it, there's a lot of <laughs> the whole yeah. the whole life of the universe passes before your eyes, basically. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And then yeah, you I'm can't d- come back. I'm just wondering, like, the implications of that for the for any settlements that are closer to the black hole. Yeah, you could on. rely on the that's like the t- the time dilation that occurs the closer you mm. are to the event horizon. What is now what would that look like? How would that affect everything, Daniel? I'm kind of curious about that. Um a good example is um what's that terrible movie I hated that everyone loves? Um <laughs> it's a space movie. Interstellar. Christ- yes. In Christ- in Interstellar there was a risk of um entering a region near the black hole that um, if you entered it for them, very little time will have passed. But outside of that, from the perspective of those on Earth, it would have been like 50 years or something mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. the tidal forces and the time dilation. So what that would mean is if you get too close to that area, um, you would experience very little time passing. But from the perspective of the rest of the solar system, a lot of time will pass. So, I mean, one fictional concept I've seen with this is placing a computer Near in such a region, or even like mm. just beyond the event horizon where it can't come back, 
Um, and you would allow that would allow like an infinite time for processing, right? Some problem. Oh, um, and no time has passed on, I mean, an infinite time um, outside of the event horizon and no time um, on inside of it. So that way you can solve some problem. But of course, mm -hmm. you can't communicate over the event horizon. So, right. Mm -hmm. okay. But when it's retrieved, then that processor will be, you know, it will have finished its computation, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then it will spit out the number 42. Yes. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. So that that's that's rather fascinating, actually. Mm. I, I I'm less familiar with these concepts than you are, Daniel. And I'm glad that we have you here, so you can keep us grounded <laughs> in bad movie takes. Well, and um, just to, just to elaborate, so I don't make that confusing. Um, like if I'm in the Red Horizon, the whole entirety of the universe has passed, right? But I'm going to be killed in like a few seconds. Mm. So that computer has to sit just outside of it. So it's kind of like the inverse because the entirety of the universe will have passed, and mm. I can somehow retrieve that computer from within the event horizon it's 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 weird it's the opposite of what i described yeah like at what it's, point when when you're approaching it like at what point does time start to slow is there um, a certain radius around it i you'd have to i mean I, it has to do with how much like gravity is involved the closeness mm. of the event horizon well, i know once you cross it it's the the pull is stronger than than light can escape yeah yeah and we no longer have an understanding of what happens in terms of physics there mm -hmm interesting mm -hmm. okay okay um <laughs> i don't know how to make a segue anymore but <laughs> sorry fuck that one up <laughs> no it's fine no you took my perfect segue and fucked it up that's fine yeah. Courtney. i don't care yeah. at all uh, but i so this is so weird that i am the one who is like going gonzo like normally i can I can uh, expect Daniel to sit here and like twist the knife as he's like, deal with this like left turn fuckers. Like, ha ha ha. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm on the opposite. I feel like I am the Daniel today. And I don't know how to cope with that, <laughs> frankly. Um, because, and I'll tell you this now, my second tenet is even weirder because I thought that we we're going to go a little bit strange with this setting. I guess mm -hmm. not. My, my second tenet is... Uh, at least one of the planets resembles a prehistoric landscape with massive dinosaur-like monsters. Mm. Yes. Oh, put it, oh, maybe, put that on the... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, there could have been like some sort of bioengineering or something. Yeah. Like maybe like people d had started to um, kind of re revive or clone from like fossils and stuff. Maybe maybe this is the remnants of like a Jurassic Park esque. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Planet, it's it's yeah. literally <laughs> Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. it could even be like like I like the idea of um some kind of weird bioengineering, but it could mm. also be um the heightened effects of gravity on a certain planet over time, mm. like yeah. near to the black hole. You mm. know, that I was I was thinking that we could I, we could do one of those things, or a third option where it's basically um. Oh, what is it? Tor, like prehistoric man from the future. Do you guys know that movie? No. <laughs> okay. In, in, in this movie, uh, this character uses a dead pterodactyl dinosaur as a hang glider. Um, oh, sorry. It's your hunter from the future. I apologize. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But that's, I, I was thinking that that's also a possible idea where it's like you have a prehistoric society, maybe even humans, and they're coinciding with with dinosaurs and then spaceships land. You know, like all of that happens within your Hunter from the Future. 
and we can kind of transplant that into this particular planet as well. That would be freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's been neat because, you, you know, if you're on his prison system, like mm. you're talking about a wild west of a different kind, right? Yeah. So adding yeah. dinosaurs, I don't think is any stranger. Well, yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad that you're on. Di- <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that you're more on di- on board for the dinosaurs than than you were for the prison system. But that's cool. I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't think either of us were opposed to the prison system. Yeah. I, in fact, I think we like that as a concept. I think what and, we were yeah, worried yeah. about is like um, making sure we didn't violate the, the concept. The that's concept, fair. Yeah. That's fair. But we didn't, yeah. which is fine. Mm. Look, if Gluax has a fucking problem with it, he can come at us in the Discord. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that that can happen. We'll, we'll, I mean, that's the we'll... concern I had too. It's like, okay, well, I want to turn this into a black hole, but our star isn't capable of it. So how do we do that? Mm. <laughs> but then you gave us and gave me an out because the technology was possible at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you're welcome. Now we have cavemen <laughs> and go. dinosaurs in a black hole sun. <laughs> this is becoming um, more and more of a metal album. The more we talk wait, about this. Yeah. <laughs> so you said there were um, cavemen too on this planet. I, I would imagine that in a world where there are like dinosaurs and stuff that we could either mm. do cavemen or we could do like Dinotopia because I'm cool with yeah. either one of those. I I think I'm picturing like a, a Westworld-esque type planet where it used to be some resort that extremely wealthy people would go to for entertainment. Oh, and yeah. Like, Look at all the crazy cavemen and the dinosaurs and of course when they left and when other prison populations started to intermingle um that's when it started to become more of a dinotopia type setting i'm cool with this yeah Yeah. oh man (laughs) yeah i'm so cool with this (laughs) Uh, i don't want it to just be about this one planet but i kind of do so someone else introduce (laughs) another tenant that might take us off of this jurassic world Jurassic World, Jurassic. I love it. Um, so I do have one that could branch off of that. Um, and this was more when I was thinking of the setting as just like fully contained within the solar system, like humanity hadn't gone out yet, but I think it still works. Um, but that essentially planets and moons had been more for like the lower class peasant type people, um, workers, laborers, recyclers. While the upper classes, uh, before they fled the system, had been um, on space stations or like small terraformed compounds, so I think it could still work with the idea that like, if if there was an entire resort planet or moon, then I think that still makes sense in the context here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are still like maybe floating uh, remnants of space stations that are being harvested for parts by the uh, the remaining prisoners. I can't wait to get into factions for this setting. <laughs> it's gonna be real weird because, like, there are so many different options that we have available. Like, yeah. I'm totally like looking at this uh, a faction that goes out into space and like strips down like re- old resorts yeah. for parts and stuff like that. Meanwhile, I'm looking at a faction that's dinosaurs with laser beams attached. Obviously, to yes. <laughs> uh, see, wh- why laser beams when you can have like a bone saw blade thrower instead? Because that's where my brain went. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Courtney, you had asked hmm. earlier, um, well, what's the time dilation look like as you approach a black hole? Yeah. Um, I just wasn't, I didn't want to give an answer because I wasn't sure, but in terms of yeah. like what the... Um, 
the effect is, but it looks like it's asymptotic. So we're talking about like the closer you get, the greater it is. So obviously mm. until you cross the threshold of the event horizon yeah. and then the entire universe's history has passed. That's free from your perspective. <laughs> okay, interesting. So yeah, I could see the prisoners making use of that then if like mm-hmm. if they know that the closer they get, the slower time goes, then maybe the the settlements closest are the ones with like supercomputers that they've reconfigured to to work on. Yeah, because they're like biding their time in the dilated yeah. space. So like or yeah. even I could see trying to escape from a gang or something and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, these guys are gonna totally fuck me over and my family and everything. But if we can get really close to this, I don't know, satellite yeah, around yeah. The, the, the sun. Yeah. I could skip 50 years from their perspective. Oh that's, that's really cool. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Holy yep. shit. That's awesome. Uh, it, okay. Imagine Han Solo, instead of like running from Jabba the Hutt, he just like, <laughs> I'm going to wait until his bloodline dies out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. Or, or it's like, imagine being a con man and like going around and like screwing over a whole bunch of, like an entire planet's worth of people. Uh-huh. And then you're like, um, I'm just going to hang out in the dilated time and then wait until, you know, like people have forgotten about that. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. That's like, that's a really amazing. And of course that. the danger mm-hmm. is like getting too close. Cause then you yeah. like, you can't come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you come back and like, there is literally no more anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could also see it being a punishment for people. Like if mm-hmm. let's say you piss off the wrong gang and they like bring you over to a space station that's oh, yeah. hovering kind of near the event horizon, they yeah. stick you there and you basically get like, maybe even like a feed of watching your family like age and die off and oh, all man. the people that you know like dying off and and you just have to sit there and and watch it all happen i mean there's there's this i don't know which story it was but there was a story where one punishment was to put someone in a ship that's slowly accelerating towards light speed mm-hmm. and the idea is that like you might have only been in the ship um for a little bit of time but you've you've passed like tens of thousands of years and so mm-hmm your punishment is that you've lost all that time basically. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. This is, and not only that, because they're, they're prisoners. So, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to come up with the most sadistic fucking cr- like <laughs> crimes available. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, there's so many, I have so many thoughts and questions <laughs> and ideas here, but okay. Daniel, you haven't hit us with your second tenant yet. What is it? So the second tenant, um, I'm not really sure how we're going to deal with this. because, <laughs> So in my mind, when I was envisioning the system, um, I, for some reason, thought of it as like um, the planets being, and we can change this how we see fit, obviously, but the planets being deeply physically connected, almost <laughs> like um, this crazy Dyson sphere that mm. stretches all the way to the edge of the solar system. Not in the sense that it's a sphere closed up, but that there's some kind of structure or lattice that mm. allows you to physically traverse the solar system. And from a mass perspective, that obviously wouldn't work if it were like a solid thing. But if it were like structures that were built across vast gulfs of space, maybe it could work. And I don't mm. know what that would mean given what we've created so far. Maybe the lattice is like the result of this biological um, uh, uh experiment that created the dinosaur stuff (laughs) that spread across Mm. the solar system like some kind of crazy plant Mm. maybe it's um some giant superstructure that was created before the people left um i don't know um but i was picturing this crazy physical lattice that stretches throughout the entire solar system 
I really like this idea. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that there are like these kind of because I'm I'm imagining them as essentially like steel based or or like some kind of metallic mm-hmm. rubber band that is also mm-hmm. a bridge from world yes. to world to world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Now and it could be you know it could be held together with like physical stuff and energy like maybe there's yeah. some of it's like tunnels that you have to get on ships to travel between but mm-hmm. the idea is it's like a physical interstate or like superstructure yes. built between yeah. the planets for some reason i think i think that's a great idea i Agreed. do want to yeah. keep that idea i think that's something that we can and, and and because again my brain is stuck in prison world <laughs> i'm also thinking that the wardens if there are in fact are wardens they would be the ones who are running these kind of like uh trains from planet to planet or yeah or loops i suppose from planet to planet because you know having the ability to travel i imagine in this system is incredibly powerful and allows for a great amount of influence to be spread mm-hmm. yeah and, and since we can't travel like at speeds that would make like uh space opera fun like you know, we're not traveling really fast between this. we're talking right. about years and years and years to move between mm-hmm. planets right it's gonna at least help yeah. you know because yeah. it'll be a little yeah. bit faster than normal rockets that we have yeah so we're talking like um what's the show that's the tv show now and it was based on a book um fuck, not uh, narrowing it down it's a sci-fi show. Oh, the expanse. The expanse. It's, yeah, yeah, we're talking like expanse kind of travel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. Yeah. I could picture it as like maybe it was partially complete when when humanity left when the rest of humanity left the solar system. Like maybe they'd built structures between like Earth and the moon and Mars, mm-hmm. something like that. And then the prisoners sort of like added onto it. And it just it's this weird like you can tell when they started to yeah. add on to it because the quality is very different. It's it's much more makeshift totally. as you go further out. So how do we deal with the time dilation aspect of this if we mm-hmm. have this lattice work with this loop involved? Mm-hmm. Because I can see a number of different things where the loop is kind of the key to expanding and, and uh, dealing with this time dilation thing. But I also see it, like we were saying before, as like a potential punishment. Where mm-hmm. you, like your punishment is one loop around the system. And to us that does, you know, like it's obviously going to be years of your time, but it's also going to be hundreds or dozens of years because of how the time dilation works as you get closer to the black hole. Right. Yeah. There, there might be a part of it that goes, that used to go around the sun. Maybe that was intended for like some kind mm-hmm. of interstellar. Uh, what would you call it? What's the word for the sun? Some kind of, stellar i don't know mm-hmm. some kind of like a study of the sun or like extraction of power from the sun when it was mm-hmm. there and maybe yeah. this loop is still there but now if you go around that loop you're subjected to massive time dilation and so yeah. now you're saying like that's a 17 year loop or something right 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 yeah interesting mm-hmm. hmm. we'll have to do that have someone have to do the math about what what's the actual calculation on the approach to the sun in terms of total loss of time. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. it can be done. Like I see some graphs here that use the sun as an example. So I'll have to, mm-hmm. check, I'll have to check that out. Daniel, get your numbers out of my <laughs> podcast. Actually, so speaking of, yeah, the loop around the sun and thinking about like how um, you can use the gravity of, of bodies to like speed up travel if you kind of slingshot slingshot yourself around it maybe that's what that loop had originally or part of its original purpose was to slingshot things um and yeah, then, that's brilliant that's obviously like yeah. now that it's a black yeah. hole that 
is no longer the case. It's like the opposite. Oh my god! Yeah, I bet. I bet that they use their last effort was mm. building this loop around the actual sun, yeah. and they drained the sun of all of its energy, mm. and somehow like added to its mass using like a crazy gravity loop to slingshot themselves out of the yeah. solar system, which destroyed and imploded the sun. Yes. Yes. Somehow giving it sure. enough mass to become more than a medium class star. Like maybe they took all the all the mass of all the other planets. That's why they stripped them. All the gas giants and stuff. Yeah. They yeah. concentrated them into this one effort to push themselves out of the, mm-hmm. the star, out of the system, destroy the sun. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> how my my question is, of course, how do the people who are outside of it, because they use that slingshot system to get out and they've caused the yeah. destruction of the solar system. How do they come back and deposit people for the prison aspect of this? I, th- I think maybe they shed them off before they loaded that ship that would mm-hmm. push them out of the system. Yeah. That's what I, I left them behind. I, I, I'm, it is in my mind that this is still actively being used as a mm-hmm. prison. So it's not like, it's just the people that were left behind. That's different. These people continue to come back and deposit new prisoners into this system. Oh, okay. I, wonder I thought the opposite. I wonder if it's less them like bringing people back in shuttles and more of like they just jettison these people out. Oh. Um, and and aim them towards the system. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I like that. Yeah, maybe it's, it's a even slingshot up to, in the opposite direction. Yes, yeah. Now that yeah. it's a black hole, it's kind of soaking things in. So That's great. Yeah. So there's more rivals. So that's that's mm-hmm. interesting because then you don't have, I mean, a closed system where people are developing within it. So And it kind of reminds me again of the, that movie that I just saw where you suddenly see these extra ships show up. So mm-hmm. And then just kind of land at the edge of the system and, and fall into it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think maybe then to resolve the question is like, maybe they did leave a bunch of people behind initially and yeah. that's, they shot themselves out. And then as there are problems with their society, the punishment yeah. is to be loaded into a ship and shot back to home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really yeah. it. And of course, with each new ship full of people, it's like, well, what's the other society like? And you see that change, at, you know, as each ship kind of goes through. Mm-hmm. And then we can even kind of play with the time dilation aspect too, where it's like, Maybe those mm-hmm. people uh, experience, maybe like the time outside, like the society that the ships are coming from are, they, they experience time far faster. So each time That's a new true, ship yeah. comes in, it's like, well, we're political prisoners from this fascist, you know, from this fascist dictatorship. And then like the next group is, it's basically like, uh, you know, original Star Trek where it's like, what costumes do we have on set? <laughs> That's the ship that's going to come in. So eventually we will get Abraham Lincoln, you know, on, on one of these ships as a prisoner, you know? Well, I mean, it, it makes sense because if they're being propelled back in the most mm. primitive way, like they're being loaded onto a ship and then accelerated at high speeds to get mm. there, I'm guessing they're being sent at faster than light speeds because there's no way they'd be able to get back to Earth in a reasonable yeah. time from yeah. the perspective of those in this system. So, mm. I'm, but I'm guessing like the passage of time, maybe it's a slow build up to faster than light speeds like some magical mm. solution so that really where they came from the the what's happened has been is totally different there now like, yeah just like you're saying yeah. like it's not even what the society that they left is no longer there anymore yeah it's already I, like I, rapidly advanced ex- and exactly yeah. and i think what might be really interesting as well is from ship to ship there is a certain amount of time that passes but you're you're looking at like 
grandfathers reuniting with grandchildren, you know, mm. or, or, you know, from a human perspective, you're looking at, you know, family. I, I hopped on the very next ship to come look for you, but that person is now older than the, you know, like just because of how time might work or, yeah, or generations like have passed, yeah. you know, Ex- yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, you know, my 95 year old grandson is here, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. in a way it's kind of like Futurama, right. Where it's like, you have, <laughs> you know, Hubert who's an ancient mummy and then there's Fry who's a dumb 20 something. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a little bit more narrative leeway too, because since the civilization that's sending people back obviously has technology that's beyond our understanding. Like they're able to do faster than light mm-hmm. stuff. That means that they can also do time travel sort of stuff too. So yeah. we can say, for example, that someone who's come back is a generation away or like is just like the grandmother to someone. And we can also say someone who comes back is several thousand years in the purported future of this civilization. Mm-hmm. Because again, mm-hmm. like they're using ways of travel that we don't understand. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I also just think it's a fun conceit that you'll see like an entire family like slowly but surely make their way on, you know, like from ship to ship. It's like each generation has this like, I don't know why this particular family is one so prolific and two <laughs> like always get sent on a ship. But every single shuttle, there's always a McDoyle. I don't know <laughs> what the hell is up with that. But we've got a clan of McDoyles now on this one planet. It's the crime syndicate. You know, like, again, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, itching to get at some kind of faction work here because there's so much that we can do with all of the concepts that we've got running here. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. (sighs) All right. Do we have any questions before we run into the world anchor? Mm. I don't think so. I'm I'm honestly curious to watch uh, your The Hunter from the Future. Look, just looking at the uh, the poster for it. So. It's terrible. It's so terrible. <laughs> it looks terrible. It is. What part of uses a dead pterodactyl as a <laughs> as a fucking like hang glider? Did you not understand, Courtney? Yeah. And yeah. that's like one of the cool parts. <laughs> and then I think he. I think if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, the hero defeats the main villain with a big rock or something like that. And the main villain is like basically like Ming the Merciless. So it's like, he's Mm -hmm. like a space wizard and it's like, yeah, you're going to get owned by this rock, you know? (laughs) But anyway, let's, let's roll some dice and see what we have to build for a world anchor here. I've already got a ton of ideas, but let's see what we got. All right, so the world anchor itself, the thing that we're going to be focusing on is, well, this is a bit on the nose, but it's survival. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an historic event with survival as the theme. I think that the easy way to do this is the people who slingshotted themselves and inadvertently caused this black hole didn't know that they were doing it. Uh, They thought that they were going to be saving their solar system. They thought that they were going to be saving humanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it was a matter of, we're going to take the best and the brightest and the prisoners, the, the first generation of prisoners were basically the cast offs, the people who didn't make the cut to get off world. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my initial impression. I'm open to suggestions though. 
Yeah, that's that's what I had in mind too. Um, yeah, maybe that they didn't fully get how how much it would affect the uh, the sun. That was sort of a mm. whoops <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if, if just this is the science fiction person. Mm. I don't know if they would have been surprised by the results mm. of what they're trying to do mm-hmm. because if you're taking a large scale effort to strip all the planets in your solar yeah. system of all of their mass to like accelerate yourself, they probably knew they were going to destroy the sun. Maybe in order to escape. Maybe the level of knowledge depended on how far up the chain you were. Maybe mm-hmm. like the average person on that slingshotted ship just thought you know, it was going to be fine. Everything's yeah. fine. What's to worry about? But the the upper kind of rungs of society like knew exactly what was going to happen, but they certainly did not share that with anybody. Yeah, that makes more sense, right? And then I'm mm-hmm. assuming this too that this vessel had to be in a, had a lot of people in it, mm-hmm. probably enough to um, restart the human race. So it's a certain right. percentage or that certain number of people for mm-hmm. that to genetically be possible so we're talking about a lot of people being sent out there at least 20 or 30 people i get it uh well i i'm also kind of imagining um the the movie the big short you know if if we want to kind of take this in a more political direction where it's a matter of um everyone knows that the apocalypse is coming everyone knows but then there are some people who are taking advantage of it and there are some people who are mm-hmm. like, don't care. And there are some people who just still, even though they have this knowledge, cannot believe that that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Because then it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to tell the human population, oh, yeah, we're going to destroy our home completely in order to do this because people would yeah. freak out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which leads to a lot of like really really heart-wrenching stories about people who thought that they could come back and like see their family again and that's just that's just gone i i'm sure that there are definitely uh you know like con there's definitely like a story of don't worry we're coming back for you yeah it's like the sun goes out (laughs) you know Um, that's epic and and heartbreaking yes Mm. i agree Uh, also imagine being in the solar system when that happened like Mm-hmm. Just oh, the image man. of that happening. Fucking that that is crazy. an intense concept to think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I just had a weird uh, little inspiration here. Can we make the collection the lattice work of all of these planets? Can we have it so it's like a boomerang shape? I for some reason I'm really thinking that it's like either the shape of like a boomerang or like a banana or something like that. <laughs> Where there's like a, it's like a, a curve to it. You know mm. what I mean? Sure. Just, I don't see why. Yeah. Cool. Sure. I, I think that it's, it'll just be, I don't know why. It's just like a little fancy that I'm like, I, I want to pursue that. I want that to be a thing. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think that we've gotten everything together. We've gotten the world build anchor, which goddamn, that's like depressing and also mm. really interesting and also a little bit too close to home for me right now. But <laughs> Where we are right now, we have a twist to roll, and then we can close out this episode. All right, and that twist is, oh, well, this is, uh, yeah, this this makes sense. Throw the story into the past or future. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that we can do si- both of those simultaneously with this particular setting, the way mm-hmm. that we've kind of got it set up. So I'm I'm really curious as to see what we do with this. So the twist again is 
throw the story into the past or the future. Wow. Yeah. It's easy. Real easy <laughs> for this one. Uh, but I, I'm really curious. I mean, look, we thought certain things about this setting. I'm sure that when someone comes in and has a left field idea, we're going to be really excited, right? Well, that I, I think that we're at a good stopping point with the twist and everything like that. Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode, World Build With Us. Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are over at Let's World Build. And this is brand new. This is an announcement. I probably should have put this in the beginning of the episode. But we uh, have been receiving so many great ideas about some of our past settings that we really want to create a segment on the show where we read some of those really cool ideas out uh, so everyone can enjoy them. So from now on, in our Discord server, we're going to have a channel where you can submit uh, concepts, ideas, and We'll pick the best ones to read on air. And this is about any of our previously established settings. So you want to keep that in mind. Uh, so if you want to tell us, you know, something about our uh, Land of a Thousand Flavors, something that you do differently or something that we hadn't considered, or if you want to talk about, uh, if you want to go all the way back to, you know, the Land of a Thousand Gods, go to our Discord. We'll have a, a special channel that you can submit ideas to. And it's like a letters to the editor type thing. And we'll read the best ones on air uh, every now and again. Um, also, obviously, I did mention we have Discord. So go to our Discord. Come come join our community. And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always go to our Patreon and give us money uh, like our fine, fine, beautiful patrons like Gluax. Uh, big thanks again to Gluax for recommending this particular uh, setting. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together until next week. Bye.